In March, Recover Alaska announced 2023's Sober Heroes, three Alaskans who lived their recovery and sobriety out loud as strong examples for their communities. Today, I am joined by 2023 Sober Hero Stevie Anguson and 2022 Sober Hero Blaze Bell. Thank you for speaking with me today, Stevie and Blaze. To start out, if you two could just both introduce yourselves and maybe explain a little bit about your connection to the Sober Heroes program. Sure, I can start. Hello, everybody. I'm Blaze Bell, and I've been clean and sober for about 11 years now, which seems so long. I can still remember not knowing how I could get through one week. Uh, so it's pretty amazing. Um, and life is good today. But uh, let's see. Sober Heroes. Yeah, I'm so glad Recover Alaska does this. I actually work at Recover Alaska now. But when I was a sober hero, I was not on their staff. I was just a big fan. Um, and yeah, so it's a couple years ago, I was voted as a sober hero, which to me, uh, and the way they described it, and you know, they were looking at people in Alaska and in their communities who were recovering out loud and sharing parts of their story, sharing, you know, the ups and downs of just living in recovery, uh, which I think is so important for people to hear. I also have a lot of respect for people that want to remain anonymous. I completely understand that too, but I knew for myself that there's a lot of accountability and um, just helping other people know they're not alone because I can remember feeling super alone when I was using. And uh, so for me, it feels important to share my journey when it's, when I'm comfortable with that. Uh, so yeah, I was, it was really fun. I was a sober hero with Ralph, uh, Ralph Sara and Wes Brewington. And uh, we just had a blast being able to connect with each other and our communities. And I'm in Anchorage. Hi, I'm Stevie Anguson, and I'm from Naknik, Alaska. Um, I My connection with Silver Heroes is I was nominated by a um, very good mentor from Dillingham region who watched me kind of attempt recovery at a treatment center over and over and over, and um, she she knew that one day I would sober up when I didn't know that one day I would be a sober person. And she instilled a lot of um, hope and strength inside of me and encouraged me. And um, she always has pushed me beyond what I thought I needed or what I knew I needed. And um, I am here in Bristol Bay region where in my community, it's not very common for someone to sober up and um, make changes in their life so drastically like I did. And I've been sober out loud, um, just as Blaze has been for the last six years here in my community. And um, I have was in active addiction for, I think, 15 years so. I think when someone makes such drastic changes that everyone sees it, you don't need to really um, tell anyone they see, they know. So it's instilled a lot of hope in a lot of people who don't see a future for themselves where I do as well, just as um, the woman in Dillingham seen that to me. So 
I'm happy to be a part of the Sober Heroes 2023 and can't wait to continue to campaign for recovery. Great. Yeah. And congratulations on being named a Sober Hero this year, Stevie. Can you tell me just some of the the background of the Sober Heroes program? What does it mean to be a Sober Hero? How does one become a Sober Hero? And what does that entail? Sure. Uh, It's a new program. I mean, this is just the second year. And so there are six of us in existence. And the others with Stevie were uh, Rob C. and uh, Johan Atkinson. And uh, so you can go on the recoveralaska.org website to learn more about the Sober Heroes. Everybody's really um, special. So I think, again, this is just kind of highlighting and thanking members of the community of Alaska for recovering out loud, for sharing and, you know, just showing that it is possible. And uh, so I think that was sort of Recover Alaska's idea to thank those people and then also give them even more of a platform to share in an even bigger way parts of their story and um, hopefully inspire others. And yeah. Um, I kind of want to ask a bit more about the phrase um, recovering out loud or being sober out loud that you two have thrown out a couple of times already. Um, It's a little self-explanatory, but what does it mean to be in that state of um, being out loud and being a, an example? Sure. To me, well, you know, it might not be that self-explanatory for everyone. Um, So that's a good question. And I know that, There are a lot of people out there, when they think of recovery, they just think of 12-step programs. And I think 12-step programs are really great. That's something that helps me in my journey um, for part of it. And so part of that, though, is real emphasis on anonymity and um, not sharing outside of those meetings and those rooms. And so I think, which again, I have a lot of respect for and completely understand that choice. Uh, I think recovering out loud, like Stevie was saying, you know, almost I think of this with parenting too. It's like, you're always setting an example, not with your words, just with how you're acting all the time. So, you know, again, we don't have to say everything we're doing. People are just kind of, we're all observing each other all the time. Um, But I think just recovering out loud is those of us who have decided it's part of our mission in life to share that with others. And, you know, Stevie mentioning being in active addiction for 15 years. And for me, it was a better part of a decade as well. And so it is a huge shift. And um, I want to share that with people, not because I think I'm cool, but because it was so, so painful and so difficult to get to that space. And I want those people who are like me 10 years ago who are struggling and going, this isn't working for me anymore. I'm in so much pain, but I don't know what to do next. I don't know how to get help to know that there's someone they can talk to, to know that there's something possible for healing. So like I was talking about how the woman who had nominated me over in Dillingham and has kind of been my support and mentor. um, I was so broken when I went into treatment and I was heavily addicted to meth and alcohol and heroin and crack cocaine. So like I pretty much did it all and I pretty much um, needed um, help. And um, 
I needed people to encourage me, but I didn't see those things inside of me that um, the other people did. So um, when I made those drastic changes in my life, um, it, it was such a huge um, coming from the streets of Anchorage and Mountain View to um, making those changes in my life that I needed necessary to um, recover um, out loud was kind of not a choi <laughs> choice. It was something that was so evident that it's recovery out loud in itself. Just seeing someone who came from the street so broken and putting the pieces back together and and healing it was something that kind of was just there already. So um, doing campaigning, I, I knew it was necessary and I knew that I needed to do it for to give other people hope that are so broken as well and to let them see that the change is possible. Absolutely. Um, and like you were saying, Blaze, obviously for so many people, having that safe secure place um, of anonymity is important, but I can also see that acknowledging that addiction does not exist in a vacuum and people are out and about in the world um, and seeing the examples of what is possible for recovery and healing is so important. I wanted to ask about sobriety specifically in remote and rural places like so many of the places and communities across Alaska, I feel that that can often add an extra barrier because of the remoteness um, and the isolation. Um, what are the challenges of seeking sobriety in these places, but also what are the resources that are available for people? Um, rural Alaska would be me, right? <laughs> so, um, so a lot of the challenges here in the village that I have faced throughout my recovery is that early on from uh, coming home every summer to fish, I would seek help. I, my family would see me struggling and I'd seek help, whether it be mentally or, you know, suicide where I need, you know, like I needed to be seen in that sense or I overdose or where I would go in and I wanted to say, hey, I'm so tired of this, I want help. Um, not only were these organizations that I went to receiving large amounts of money to help someone like me, I would go there to seek help and they just wouldn't know what to do with me. Um, over and over and over, um, they would kind of throw me around to organizations, just like, kind of like, oh, you deal with her, no, you know, and it was just years and years of doing that, just. I'd go into these places and I would leave feeling worse about myself and drink more than I've ever drank and just feeling worse depressed than I've ever felt. Um, there was there was a change somewhere from the the first time I ever went in and seeked help. In that time frame I, of going to get help, there was a change where I could tell the doctors were looking at me differently. The doctors weren't sick of me like they were before they there was some kind of change where they were like you know like looked at me like a human and and finally started like 
how can we help you? What can we do for you? And there, there was, I think it was like the time of like the stigma, like those kinds of educational pieces coming out and you'd hear it in treatment more and more often where the stigma was gonna be, you know, like spreading the educational pieces on how trauma informed care and all that was going out amongst people. So I, I've, I've noticed a, an evident change throughout this whole process. You know, like every time I went in, they call it lived experience. That the first visit I've ever been to with a doctor to the last visit, it, they call it lived experience. And I didn't understand when they're telling me like, you're going to do amazing things for the healthcare system. You can speak on these areas where nobody else has that, that information that you have on how to help people change. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Like, none of it made sense to me. I was like, how on earth can 15 years of just havoc and wreck make a change in any way possible? And then I started speaking on my experiences and people were asking me, hey, can you come in and can you speak? And and it was like, they'd ask me these questions and I'd give an honest, genuine answer on how things and how doctors would make me feel. And these people would be crying and I was like, oh that's how they would they would hear over and over I'm a, I was a normal human hurting you know crying out for help to these doctors and I wasn't getting the help and I was leaving feeling worse and that was super important for many nurses practitioners to hear doctors to hear and over and over and over um I love speaking at events where it's to make a difference in all the um, people taking place in these events are earnestly trying to change themselves for a better um, environment for people who are struggling in active addiction. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like so often um, when we speak of sobriety and recovery, the onus is placed solely on the person in recovery, but it's so important to remember that there's a lot of work to be done all around, especially in breaking that stigma and especially from the people who are offering treatment to be able to, as you said, see you as a person who is hurting and to understand that and to implement that compassion and care into their practice. So that's definitely really, really wonderful to hear that there is a change happening. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Stevie. Like that's huge. And I'm just so grateful that you're willing to speak to those different groups because that can also be a little intimidating, but you know, it's for this bigger purpose and that you're helping so many people by putting your, you know, being courageous. So that's, that's so cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So I know that the sober heroes are working with Recover Alaska and communities around the state to help build a culture that is proud to be sober. What does that mean? And what, how, how, what work are you doing to um, contribute to that? I think that probably looks slightly different for each one of us. Uh, we're in different communities and kind of have our own spin on how we share. Um, a few of us use social media quite a bit as a platform to just share about recovery in general, our recovery, uh, you know, all with our different personalities and our own style. Um, I think all of us, like Stevie, uh, speak quite a bit um, when we're asked to and are really open to doing that and being a voice for recovery and people in, um, in sobriety. So 
I think that's a big way, just that willingness to show up, the willingness to stand up and uh, be a voice for, for recovery. So it's just the same, um, just continuing to campaign and, um, you know, just fight for people who are still struggling and the stigma on it and, you know, just allowing the, the hurting, hurting people to heal in a safe place. Absolutely. Um, and is it like a, like a organized concentrated effort or is it kind of more just as things arrive and being willing and open to stepping into that role in that voice? I think it's less structured and more people know who to call when there's opportunities like this one, uh, you know, to speak with you today. And I'll also mention Rob C, who's one of the sober heroes this year. Uh, he works a lot with our um, unhoused community. And, you know, so he's bringing his experience and perspective to really compassionately help a lot of the homeless people here in Anchorage. Uh, Wes Brewington, who was a sober hero with me, um, he does peer uh, support for recovery. Like that's his main job. Um, I aggressively pursued working at Recover Alaska after collaborating with them a few times and seeing what an amazing organization it was. So now I work for them and that's really exciting for me. So I'm able to kind of help in this different way. Um, yeah, so we're all doing what we can. And is this able to reach all the different corners of our state? Because Alaska is pretty vast. Um, how are these messages able to reach as many people as possible? Great question. I'm sure there is so much more opportunity. If anyone has ideas, email me at work. Because <laughs> um, that's, you know, that's the huge goal. We don't want it to be just people in Anchorage. You know, this is a statewide organization. This is a statewide issue. And uh, we want more and more people from all over Alaska. So, you know, it's great that we have Stevie and Johan and um, to get some other perspectives and real insight into rural Alaska. Because I feel like if you don't live there or haven't, it's really hard to understand what that um, experience is. So, you know, hopefully through the internet, you know, things can reach other places in the radio, but there's got to be more ways. So we'd love feedback on that. Absolutely. And I wanted to ask as well, um, in your own experiences, I think you you both have touched on this a little bit, but what community initiatives and resources, um, if any, helped you the most in your own journey in recovery and sobriety? So my recovery is, um, it wasn't always like that. Um, it was just anything, anything anyone would recommend me I would do over and over and over you know I'd just listen to these other people who I thought could just guide me and I just listen to them and I listen to them and I'd fail and I'd listen to them again and I you know I, I kept kept failing and I kept trying and I kept you know struggling and I didn't know what was wrong with me so to speak and um, I just met a, an amazing woman who um introduced me to God and I built a relationship with God and I used that um, is where I started seeing evident change in my life and miracles and healing and 
things I've held on to years out of my life and is quite quite an amazing difference inviting and building a relationship with God for me and um, I love uh, Jake's place that was my number one resource was um, having a community of other people who are just like me Alaska natives from all over the region of Bristol Bay um, like being able to be open and honest with them and crying with them and healing with them and you know telling them the the most horrific thing I ever did and just opening up to a group of people who could share tears with me and, and desire wellness with me after that was was pretty amazing. Um, I really enjoyed that, being able to go there and, and feel loved by others. That power in community is definitely really, really um, profound. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the biggest part, especially in the beginning. Um, a lot of us were using or drinking alone or secretly or, you know, whatever. And, you know, being able to go to a 12-step meeting or some type of group where everybody understands what you're going through. Everyone hands you their phone number and means it when they say you could call me any time of night or day to get some support and have someone to talk to. That is huge and unusual and just incredible. Um, so I first, I went to outpatient treatment long, long ago and it did not stick. Uh, I went in very sure that I had a problem with one specific thing and they couldn't convince me of anything else. And I was very defensive and, you know, they were listing off all these problems they thought I had. I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh, so I wasn't there with an open mind. I wasn't there with a lot of maturity. Uh, so what I will say though, is it really planted seeds that I used later when I actually was ready to get um, into recovery. And they introduced me to 12 step meetings. They introduced me to a lot of different ideas. So that was the beginning of my recovery. Um, I was a part of a 12 step meeting for a few years and Again, that really helped me. There are parts of it that weren't a good fit for me or that I didn't agree with, but that community was just so powerful. Um, and so at a certain point, I I no longer felt like that was the best fit, although I still have some amazing friends from that group. Um, I think mentorship is huge. Whatever it is that you're into or doing, finding that person who you're like, I want what they have. I want to be at that level and reaching out to them and saying, can I talk to you? Can I buy you coffee and be my friend? Um, but having someone in your life that can really be a mentor, um, that's huge for me. And also stepping up to be a mentor for other people. Um, so I think those are some of those things that worked for me in the past. And nowadays too, with our phones, you have access to so many healing tools that my parents didn't have. Uh, you know, so there's, there are podcasts and books and all of these things out there that can really show you some different ways to heal and change your life. But ultimately you have to put that into action and, and also community is just huge. Mm -hmm. What advice or recommendations or words of encouragement can you offer for those struggling with substance misuse? I would say, first of all, you're not alone. If you're feeling 
powerless and helpless, just please know that there are people out there who care about you and are ready to accept you with open arms and um, don't let any shame keep you stuck, like keep moving forward. And also, I just want to touch on um, returning to use, you know, that just, I think shame is just the absolute worst feeling. And uh, I know when people sometimes relapse or return to use, they feel so bad. And it's like, no, I don't, I just don't like that. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's fair. We're humans. We make we do things, we make mistakes, or maybe we experiment, or we don't even have to call it a mistake, you know, but again, all of that time where we were working on ourselves and healing and finding new tools, that doesn't disappear. You know, that's still there, and we can just get back up and keep moving forward, and so I'm just all about releasing the shame and stigma around addiction and understanding that we're humans, and we are here though to thrive and life is short. So let's make the most of it and do the things that can make us feel good. And again, you have support, even if it doesn't feel like it, it's there just waiting for you to reach out. Mine is just really plain and simple because of my story and my past is um, like, if I can sober up, anybody can sober up and just don't give up. All right. Well, thank you, too, for speaking with me today. I really appreciate it. Um, and again, congratulations, Stevie, for being a sober hero of 2023.